and Rochelle Smith. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel. Okay, sorry. Hi. Hey, I, I. I. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, sorry for the delay. Okay. Um, second time at this. Um, I'm, I'm using two devices. My quality isn't very well. I just want to introduce you, introduce myself to you, um, as, as a dad. Uh, and evidently, uh, we we both have a dog in this fight uh, of uh, and and and, and, and the it's the U.S. Supreme Court literally like they are straight up violating our parental rights. I actually have right now on the U.S. Supreme Court website. Okay, I have our parental rights stated in the Constitution up right now. Like they're straight up violating our constitutional rights because it clearly states right here that by the U.S. Con- uh, by the U.S. Supreme Court who made these orders for all these local courts, okay, to neglect any custody or visitation issue or anything. They are take they're taking criminal matters over family matters, okay, which also states in the in the, the Supreme Court uh, rights and, and everything that basically. Nothing comes over any parental rights. They cannot, um, any, no state has the right to deny a parent the right of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law. They can't do that. And that's what they, they like, straight up knocked us out of, of the ballgame. Like, we're not even, we're not even allowed to inquire. We're not allowed to talk to the judge. We're not allowed to put in any type of emergency petition. To uh, for motion, emergency motion to amend anything. The court clerk specifically said at the Lynchburg, Virginia uh, uh, Juvenile and Domestic Court Relations Court clerk, she specifically said, she said, this is not an emergency. And I told her, oh yeah, this isn't an emergency. We're in a global pandemic crisis, and this isn't constituted as an emergency. Are you kidding me? Yes. I think this is way more than an emergency, okay? This is a global pandemic crisis. Like, what other words do we have to use to prove the fact that this is, like, five times higher or more important than an emergency? Like, okay, maybe it might not be an emergency, but it's way worse than an emergency. You know what I'm saying? And it's not only taking our rights, but if the court is truly in the best interest of the children, okay, it's hurting them more than anybody. You know, so what are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they doing? You know, I don't understand. And I need to know whether it's just be me or us parents together. We need to unify or something. I don't care if we riot. I don't care what we have to do to be heard and have our rights enacted, period. But whoever we need to talk to, I guess the U.S. Supreme Court Justice, I don't know. But we need to find and locate that person. And not only that, we need to contact them. And, and I'm not talking about their closed offices. I'm talking like their assistant cell phone number or something. Like we have to like track down this person who has the power to change this order. Because I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, what about when all this is said and done? Let's say we waited out whatever, whatever. Okay, and then let's say we get our attorneys if we're lucky enough to have an attorney and go ahead and start these lawsuits on the on the court. You know what they're going to do? They're just going to push it aside. Because they're the court, and they're higher than us. They're higher than anybody. And they're going to use the power to basically, you know, just like with corporate bailouts. You know 
what I mean? It's like the big guy gets bailed out. They don't get in trouble. Why? Because they have the power. And then here we are, powerless and screwed over. It's not right. Sorry, I, I'm talking so much. Jesus Christ, I'm so upset right now. And, and I can understand and, and I can tell. Okay, I can understand, I can tell. If we can leave the bailout out and, and just deal with, with what, we're, what we're talking about and, and what I understand you to be saying. And, and before I go any further, I, I want to, first of all, I want to thank you for, for your passion. I want to thank you for your time. And I am, as I say, I'm, I'm just a dad going through a similar situation and I'm trying to capture this moment and, and help you help me help you correct. So, so I, I, I want to, I want to ask, first of all, I want to ask for your permission to record this call and, and to publish it and, and maybe together we can find like-minded people who are, got up this morning and had their Ovaltine and put on their cloak of relentlessness and, and are willing to stand in unity to protect the legacy that which we have committed to taking on when we were given our children by God, ultimately. Oh, absolutely. You have my full permission. Like, I, I'm ready to do this because, it's like, our voices need to be heard, and we need more parents on this because this isn't right. This is completely wrong, especially during a pandemic. Even the lady on the phone, she's like, she's like we're not do, uh, amending the, the custody agreement or visitation agreement because of the pandemic. No, it should be the other way around. You know what I mean? Because of the pandemic, we should be amending these orders. Like, what? I just, it just angers me, you know, and I know there's a lot of other parents out there that are upset, you know, and they're probably feeling alone on this, they probably don't know who to turn to, they probably are a lot more quieter than I know I am, because I'm, I'm just one of those people that, you know, I, I stand for true justice, and I know when it comes to my kids, nobody is going to take my right away as a parent to my children, especially if I'm a good mother. You know, I can understand if I was an abusive parent or something like that. And it, yeah, and, that's under the protection of a child. And, and exactly, and that's something I want to point out early on, that we are talking about normal range, fit, loving parents. We're right. not talking. We're not talking any kind of child abuse. However, there is child abuse going on, and, and I... And, and that is what needs to be recognized, in, in my opinion, by the court, and, and, and not my, my opinion, in, in my knowledge, in my, in my quest for knowledge, I, I've come to an understanding where the best interest of the children is, is not deemed to be able to be assessed by anyone other than a psychologist, someone trained in that. And, and what we have turned our family courts into is the best interest of the children is being ascertained by the, the, the best interest of a billion, billion dollar a year industry in, in, def, yep. in family law. Um, there is no contractual law in, in, in family law 
it it is it is simply and it's an atrocity and and I, I I liken it to a pandemic I've been in this battle myself for 1912 days a uh, little over five years and I have taken it upon myself to seek out what is always been in the best interest of my children and I do not see I do not agree and I do not I do not accept that the best interest of my children be be played with by by lawyers I I, I my children my children like myself are traumatized from our from our experience and and what we need is we need healing to come from that and and that there is no healing coming from the from the court system from from air quotes family court so that's you know that falls on mental health so so we we need to ask for for the mental health people for for help because of the trauma that we are experiencing from our former from our former spouses so it it's it it becomes spousal abuse and intertwined with child abuse and and that's documented and that's well documented and and I can I can give you chapter and verse from from the from its source but it 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 just calls to the 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 multifaceted um multifaceted parental rights movement that needs to be embraced much like the the civil rights movement because this really we we are talking about our civil liberties our our children's fundamental and constitutional rights to have a love a, a relationship with a again a fit and loving parent so that, so that's where we come together and 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 your question earlier was you know okay the courts are closed and they're not hearing anything okay uh, but they're not closed they're restricted most of them are restricted though that's the thing they are taking criminal matters before family matters because what they're doing right now is like as we speak until i guess 5 p.m. when they close cuz they the judges are there okay they are open for business but they are expediting all criminal matters right now. And they're not even taking into consideration at the very least family matters, which is what's violating our rights and which is wrong. It's unconstitutional. And, you know, this is probably, I know this makes me sick. I don't know if this is going to make anybody else sick, but what you're talking about with all the, you know, the abuse and everything, you know, it gets even worse on a larger scale because, not only are these victims abused, either way, you know, there's child abuse and spousal abuse and things like that, domestic violence and stuff, but the court system abuses too. It 
because this, the victim hasn't been through enough already, and then here they go through the court system, and the court system abuses them, you know? And, and what they do is, you know, if you've ever heard the term gaslighting, which is a term used in domestic violence, which is basically, in other words, when somebody, um, when there's a situation and it's, you know, technically someone else's fault, but yet you are the one who is manipulated into thinking like it's your fault, and it, then it, you're pretty much penalized for their fault, you know? And how that works in the court system is basically what they're doing is, you know, like you said, we're traumatized. The children are traumatized. And we go to the courts and we t- try to tell the courts this, and guess what? They flip it on us. And then they say, they'll tell us, well, due to your mental illness or mental uh, issues, you know, uh, it's not in the best interest for the child to be with you because of mental, you know, uh, trauma or emotion or whatever. You know, and then they use our mental issues that this abuser gave to us anyway, which was not our fault, and then it's used against us and, and hurting the child, you know? It's, it's like flipped. It's like they use the mental issues against us, you know? It's not our fault that we were abused. It's not the kid's fault that they were abused, and, and it's just making everything worse, you know? It's just it's wrong. It is wrong. It, it, it is wrong. And, and all of the words that you have said so far, unity, solidarity, abuse, abuse of our children, that is our common thread. Our future is what we need to be talking about, and, and we're, we're, we are losing our future, much like we have lost sight of our history. And I, I, I've, I was talking about this with a friend earlier, and in, in the middle of this, air quotes, pandemic, this Chinese virus, this whatever the media wants to call it, but it's, 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 it's been, from what I understand, almost a declaration, if not a, a declaration of war. Right. And we are locked down. But what's most interesting about that is because it's almost like a power greater than ourselves has pushed everyone back to that which we should hold most valuable, and, and that being our families. So what I'm saying is that we, we, we uh, other than, and, and I can't say we, but, but most Americans, most North Americans have been forced to be in, within the confines of their own home with their own family. So it, it, it gives us a time to really examine what we have really lost sight of. And that is the strength that is supposed to come from family and family values and a time to really sit down and you have no excuse. And, and 
You know, there were a lot of times as a, as a parent, I never ate with my family. There are no excuses right now for families not to be breaking bread together. Right. And, and to be coming together as, as one. Maybe, maybe realizing in whose image they're created in. I, 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 I've done a little bit of that work and, it, and it, it, it seems very apropos right now. And, and as a man of, as a spiritual being, having a human experience, that is what I have to share as, as my testimony to, to my experience, to, to this, this horrific, this pandemic. So, I, 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 listen, I feel as I have already survived a pandemic, the pandemic of the, the complete deterioration of family values. I agree. I survived that one. Now, this, this medical one, this is a cakewalk. But I can't have my children with me because the courts are closed. I can't yeah, file any paperwork. Like that, really. so, so, I, so listen, I, I, I take it, I spend a lot of time alone now. I spend a lot of time alone and, and, and I have some crazy thoughts sometimes. You know, I have some crazy thoughts. I, you know, I think, and, and here's where I'm going with this. I think that I could get the ear of, of the president of the United States if I owned a golf course and invited him to play golf and, and, and introduce him to some of my friends. So, you know what? On my contacts list, I have a golf course, and I, I have a, I have some questions. I have some work to do on that. But that, that is true. That, that's how I feel. That's how, that's the passion that I have. There's no one. There's no one. There's no one that has the capability of of reaching to the depths that we need his attention brought to when he the, the 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 you know we have a couple of things in common okay but the only thing that i want to address with him is donald the dad and 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 you know, and, 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 and because his son and, and my son, and daughter are very close in age. And I think my sister and his son have something in common. We're, we are 20 million plus strong 20 million plus strong 
and we just want to play golf and we just want to bring an end to the atrocities that are being committed daily on so many, so many, so many corrupt, different, dire levels. We have parents killing their babies, killing themselves. They have parents killing their babies and still getting away with it in court. Like Casey Anthony. And she smiles about it too. She gets away scot-free when she's obviously guilty. That's ridiculous. There, there have been too many mornings I've woken up and hit the hit the interwebs and and saw another another one and then then you look at the veterans as well and how many and, and how many of, of those single parents Paid the ultimate price. Yep. We'll get there. We will get there. But we... we. I get... You know, suicide was an option. It can't be anymore. And it won't be anymore. For so many. But we have to make that... We have to wake up. We have to wake up and see that we can make a difference. Yep. You know, it's having conversations. They can't kill us all, okay? They can't kill us all. Well, not only that, you know, just in a positive hindsight, I mean, you know, there's so many people that are like, you know, they'll agree yeah, you know, my parental rights were violated. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I know it makes me mad. You know, I'm upset about it. But they won't exercise their rights. They won't stand up for their freedoms and justices. They won't do anything about it. They won't go fight and go protest and go riot and be like, no, this isn't right. You know, and they won't do anything about it. Not only do we need awareness and education and people to wake up, not only do we need to unify and come together, Okay, but we actually need action. We need people to step up and literally fight for their children. Okay, we are their advocates, truth advocates. We are their real voice and sometimes their only voice. You know, we have to advocate and fight for our kids because if we don't, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Guess what's going to happen? Crap is just going to continue to build and corruption is going to continue to go on people are going to continue to be screwed over and the system is going to continue to fail and fail time and time again, you know, and, and we have to do something, you know, why be in this state of mind of, you know, oh, I miss my kids, you know, why be so miserable missing your children when if you are, you know, a fit and good parent, you know, go fight for your rights, find other people whether it be not in just your community, out of state, it don't matter. You know, start networking with people. You know, get online and look for uh, a group on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Start typing stuff in, Googling, you know, groups of whatever. Reform.
because like people are like, where do I start? Start with that. You know what I mean? And you'll right. find other people that are in this like us. You know, we have to come together because otherwise we won't have the power or the or the voice loud enough to have the powers that be. You know, hear us. And the thing is, with the powers that be, okay, you know what their true power is? It's not really anything. They are other human beings just like us. The power they have over us is implied power. It's an illusion of power. It's the promise that, hey, I have this quote-unquote power, and you're going to abide and obey by it. Agreed? And then we're like, yes, we agree, okay? And then God forbid we break that agreement. Their power is basically when the law brings machines in front of you and actually pulls the trigger, you know, or they force they force you into basically taking your freedom away by locking you up, you know, they use pretty much metal as their power, whether it be bars in a jail cell or uh, a machine that can blow our brains out, you know what I mean? Because that's the force that they use. They'll send the law in to take your freedom or your life. That's their power because it's like you don't do what they say or abide by what they say or else, what are they going to do? Nothing. They can't do anything because they're too cowards to do anything. Okay? They send the law. They send the ones who have the machine to actually overpower our human capabilities. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you want to, you know, I'm just breaking it down. To the most simplest of terms, all it is is metal. It's their power, you know. And like you said, they can't kill us all. They can't jail us all, you know. And I'm sorry, but the people are way more. People need to realize the power of the people is more powerful than 500 governments put together. Talk about that, sister. Talk about that because that's what needs to be embraced: is the power of the people. I mean, we need to start looking back at where we came from. And I mean, I likened this earlier to the civil rights movement. This is, is the, the parental rights movement where we need to come together in, 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 in not in honor, in, in honoring the lessons learned from men like Martin Luther King, from Jesus Christ, Jesus yeah. Josiah, those ancestors. That's what we need to. That's what we need to embrace this on a larger, more more biblical scale, and get this done, and realize that there is more to us than than we ever thought. And and as as we come together in one, we'll see that. This isn't a Coke commercial. This isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't a dress rehearsal. This is our reality. This is our delusion. You were talking about illusion of power earlier, and I, I was kind of I was thinking, okay, so if we have an illusion, then there must be delusion. So we are all we are all delusional. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other night about our delusion, our shared delusion. And it's time that we don't drink that Kool-Aid, if you will. 
We don't drink that illusion and, and, and we drink our Ovaltine and, and we come together and we break bread. I think, I think the next question after that that people would have would be, okay, how do we come together? Do we come together physically? Do we come together virtually? Do we come together, you know, people are going to be wondering that. Well, solutions would be, what do we, what do we have at our fingertips? We do. We have the virtual web. We have virtual communication, whether that be phone, whether that be internet, messenger, even Facebook, whatever, email. doesn't matter. You know, we have the virtual world at our fingertips, okay? And then we also have being in physical form. We can actually literally take our bodies to our capitals form our capital, pretty much, and protest, you know, and put our feet down. Like with the Civil Rights Movement, like you said, you know, it took all those people, they they used a physical communicate, a, a physical communicator. They literally marched on Washington with their own feet. You know, if we can't do that, then we'll do it virtually if we have to, and just use whatever feet we can get to Washington that's fine, whatever we got to do, you know? I, I understand completely, and, and I, I just want to clarify, I'm a peaceful man. I'm not talking, I'm not talking any, any kind of, 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 of armed process, pro, protest. Oh, oh, I totally agree, yeah. It was, of course it's going to be peaceful, but, you know, either way, we need to put our feet down and be assertive. Of course, you know, that's how No, I, I wasn't implying that you were. I just wanted to. I just wanted us to agree on on a, on a peaceful protest, on a on a peaceful gathering. Parents, I mean, parents are. You know, we 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 need to we need to come from a place of love and seek love as, as human beings. I think maybe we're onto something with that. In that, you know, we we are we are parents seeking love, where the love of our children. We, we can, you know, okay, so we, we have that in common. I have that in common with, with you, and, and you have that in common with, with Melania, and, and you have it in common with the Donald. And, and you know, maybe, maybe that's our approach. Coming from love. Coming from love. You know, is there, is, are, there are there problems? Yes. Yes, there are problems, and and we we accept and acknowledge and forgive, and and ask for help. We ask for the love of for the love of Jesus, Josiah. Help! I mean, that's pretty that's pretty cut and dry, straightforward. Courts are closed. You know, courts are closed. We can't do anything else. I, I don't know. I don't know. My attorney, my attorney is, is I, I'm not going to even comment on my personal case because I just, it's not about my, my, my deal. Are you in Virginia? I'm in Northwestern Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. You're in a different but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter where we are geographically. It, it, it's, it's, 
you know, we're, we're still under this pandemic. We're still at war um, with this virus, you know. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, we need to we need to get through that. And, and we will. We will. You know, yeah. but we, we just have to be we have to wake up, you know, and, and again, that, that's, you know, that, that's the second time that comes up. You know, we have to wake up as, as, as parents and, and as citizens, you know, as, as a community of, of brothers and sisters with babies, with babies. talking about uh, some courts are closed and some are restricted, you know, with that being said. So the ones that are closed, okay, or even under quarantine, okay, either way, there are ways for communication with these judges. There's no excuses, but there's no excuse at all, okay, because I know for a fact, because I've had it done before, whether it be in the courtroom or even in the magistrate's office, okay, the judge and we do televise hearings on the TV. So whether it be, let's say, you're in the magistrate office seeking an emergency protective order or emergency custody, whatever, whatever you're there for, okay? And let's say you get to the part where you have a hearing with the judge. The judge is either on call and they're at home or they're at another location or another uh, magistrate office or whatever in the county or surrounding area. But either way, whether they're at home or not, they can still do a televised hearing, okay? So in today's technology world, especially when we're relying on it the most right now, okay, to communicate and keep us entertained and sane during this, okay, it is quite possible. It is extremely needed and 100% possible for these judges to do these televised hearings. And, and I'm talking about, like, with the closed courts, okay, this is possible. All they have to do is just communicate. There's Skype, there's uh, Google Duo, anything. You know what I mean? It's, it's a communication factor. And it shouldn't have to be, you know, if, if you have to, there's ways you can do three-way calls with the video chat and things like that. Or do some kind of conference. I mean, they allow, like in my personal uh, court case right now, you know, when we come up to the to the trial or whatever, um, whenever that's going to be, uh my children's father, because he moved out of state, is actually going to be joining in in the court hearing by phone. So if that is admissible in court, it should be admissible during a global pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so if the judge needs to get on the phone, if the judge needs to get on video chat or a conference call, however they got to do it, do it. Period. There's no excuses. And not only that, now I'm talking about the courts that are restricted. For those courts in, in whatever states that have restricted openings and things like that, okay, they should not ever take criminal matters and put them over family matters. Ever, 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 ever. You know? And I understand it's important. Everybody's lives are important, whatever, whatever, okay? They got to get the people out of the jails and things like that because, you know, they're, they're confined and everything. I get it. And they have to make sure that they're not releasing, you know, the worst of criminals to the streets. I respect that. I understand. However, there are enough judges in every single district to be able to at least split them up into teams or whatever. Team, judge Team A, Judge Team B. 
nothing happens of this and nobody changes these orders or, you know, nothing happens or a solution or anything until, you know, schools start to open or whatever the, whatever the case may be, you know, once communication opens up and, and our world goes back to whatever norma- normalities that we can get to, you know, we can easily just, you know, go ahead and start filing uh, lawsuit after lawsuit. But it's like, are we actually going to get anywhere with it, you know? So it's like, you know, once we reach that step, if we do, you know, it's like, what, what's going to be on this plan of action? We're going to make all these lawsuits, but are we actually going to win? What do we want out of it? You know, instead of asking for money, maybe we can ask them to change the system and how they do things, you know, legitimately, like, change. Like, I will trade my... You know, I, I, originally, I, you know, in a normal lawsuit, you'll ask for, what, $10,000 or something? And instead of, in lieu of the 10000 I'd rather you change this law code or change this law um, to benefit the victim. You know, no more of these parents murdering their children and then only getting, like, six months in prison. Absolutely not. That's unacceptable. Well, you, you, you touched on, you, you used the word solution earlier and... and, and uh, as as a way to 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 deal with this situation and and I, I I'm thinking about that and with the ease of of technology we would be able I I would think that logistically it would be much easier to do and in in doing it quicker and more expeditiously more time efficient. We we would be clearing up a backlog of of what we have in our systems. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about a, a five year docket that I'm familiar with, um, that that you know is, is just looming. You know, uh, I, I'm thinking about criminal matters that I'm familiar with that are are just looming. You know, all all inter intertwined and related. Um, but the but the the key word that you said there was solution in in is we have to be and and I I have personally you know not to pat myself on the back but I have always maintained my transparency and my to the best of my ability okay and and again I'm I'm a train wreck. Okay, I'm a train wreck, my own admission. Um, but solution-based, and it truly in the best interest of the children, and, and coming back to that again, um, which, is, which is what we're here for. So if we can speed up the, actually speed up the process by taking advantage of the situation where we are cocooned with our children by, by, that we're supposed to be, and and not you know you're you're it, it's a it's a win-win situation. We're addressing the needs, the best interest of the children, and we're addressing the backlog in in the court system. It seems it seems like a win-win situation to me. It really I, does. I agree. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. And uh, and actually, I mean, it's actually easier, like you said, to do it anyway. And also, it's like this. The average citizen who has been temporarily laid off, who most jobs actually had either transferred the 
type of work they do or um, went ahead and made their job position remote or an at-home position. There are still people who may have left their workplace, but they're working still. They're working at home, though. You know, the judges can do the same thing. Just because we're in a pandemic, you know, doesn't mean that they don't have to bring their work home just like everybody else. There's still work to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just that your office now is at home temporarily. Right. So it doesn't mean that it's vacation time or let me sleep all day time. I know, get some R&R, take a few days off, fine. But, you know, there's still work to be done. You know, unless, unless they get sick or something, I can understand that, or get the coronavirus. Understandable. However, like I said, still work to be done. This isn't the time to play. This isn't the time to, um, you know, just do nothing. You know, there's still work. Well, there's, it's not a time to be silent. And, you know, a smarter man than I said, you know, silence is complicity. 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 Um, I think it was Einstein, you know, um, to be silent is to be complicit. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. So listen, um, We've got some work to do, and, and, and this was a, a, a great opportunity to, to get to know where you're coming from um, and, and how, you know, possibly we can work together and, and, and let's brainstorm on this. And, and I'll see what this podcast thing does for me and, and, and what I can do with that, and, and we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get some traction and more like us. I do want to mention real quick, I also have a podcast on Anchor. Um, the, the link is uh, anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio. And the most important uh, podcast I have in there, which is actually the longest one, it's called Introduction to Project Storm, um, which is project and then a space and then hashtag storm. Right now, I'm in the works of getting a website for it, but uh, however, it's on Facebook and other social media outlets. Uh, Project Storm is a movement I started, um, but for this, like, well, it, this is all of our movement. Like, this isn't just for me and my kids, this is for all of us, okay? I mean, I designed this to be a hub for all advocacy groups, everyone who's in the same fight together. And um, everyone has a different cause within this cause, but we kind of have, like, the uh, a main goal in mind, which is basically... My mission statement with Project Storm is uh, basically this is to drastically reduce, eventually abolishing domestic violence and child abuse, which is my my cause. But your cause might be different. Your cause might be elder or you know animal, whatever you know, whatever your scope is. But um, to drastically reduce, eventually abolishing domestic violence and child abuse, with the greater goal of fixing broken law codes and entirely replacing the for-profit corrupt failure court and foster care system to better benefit and bring true justice to all victims of abuse, whether it be abuse through the court, abuse through foster care, or abuse through uh, a parent or guardian or anything like that, or even from siblings. Some siblings abuse each other, you know, whatever. Yes, yes. Because there's no excuse for abuse. But that's the movement. It's called Project Storm, and it actually just recently hit over 20,000 supporters. Um, so it's starting to pick up and, uh, I, 
I actually, I do need more help with it, more admins. I need regional admins and things like that, with people to volunteer to, you know, admin and maintain some of the social media pages and things. However, um, I just wanted to mention that real quick because I, I, I started that for all of us. You know, there's the right. WCA, there's the Butterfly Effect, there's the Father's Rights Movement, but we're all in pieces. We need to come together, you know, under one umbrella so when it rains, you know, we don't get wet. Sister, okay. sister, sister, you're talking, you're, you're talking to the, you're preaching to the choir, and, and I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, you know, this, this, this movement that we agree on, and, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dissing anything that you're saying, but we, we're also traumatized. It's like herding cats. It really is. It really is, because there are so many, so many amazing personalities out there our our common goal our our common our common thread is is our our children and 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 that's it and we just want what's really best for the children in in the best interest of the future and 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 as as a mom as a dad that's all we want for our children you know so um I, I'm going to say thank you, and, and I'm going to end the recording. I'm going to continue the call.